0: Are you looking for inspiration on a daily basis? Well, check out Deal to Heal Teas. With our inspirational teas, you're sure to find something that will inspire you. Just go to deal to heal teas.myshopify.com. That's Deal to Heal Teas. Get some inspiration in your situation. Wear inspirational tea and be inspired all day. That's Deal to Heal Teas. At deal to heal Hey guys, this is Ernest James, host of the Deal to Heal with E James Podcast. And I got a question to ask you. Could you buy me a cheeseburger? Better yet, could you buy me a value meal? Yes? Well, guess what? I don't need a value meal. However, for the cost of a value meal, you can support this podcast to keep us on the air. Just go to Patreon slash Deal to Heal podcast and choose any one of the three tiers that's available. And if you just want to make a one time donation, go to Cash App and make a donation to dollar sign E James, the number 418. Make a one time donation to the Cash App or again, go to Patreon to support this podcast and keep us on the air. Thanks in advance, be blessed. Welcome to Heal to Heal with E. James podcast. On this podcast, welcome 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 to the deal to heal with e james podcast i'm your host ernest james and i believe that everyone can and should live a life that is whole healed and healthy and therefore i'm on a mission to help people to deal to heal and to fulfill to deal with your problems to heal from the pain and to fulfill your purpose thank you guys once again for tuning in to the deal to heal with e james podcast if you haven't already make sure you like Listen, subscribe, and share to our podcast. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel on our uh, Spotify, on uh, wherever you find us. We are on all your social media platforms. Deal to hear with EJ's podcast. Make sure that you are following us and subscribing to us. And also, guys, I'm going to tell you how you can win a hundred dollars from the podcast, but you got to stay until the end of the episode in order to get that information. So, real quick, guys, um, I've got a lot of things going on and i'm happy that we have an an another announcement we just are uh currently recording and by the time that you hear this i'm sure you'll be up and running our very first uh girl dead discussions podcast which is a new set uh, new podcast that we are uh developing and we're putting out that actually came from segments of uh this podcast and so i'm looking I'm, i'm so excited uh for that and if all things go well my guest today will be my first guest on that podcast which is the girl today girl dead discussions podcast looking forward uh to having that but that being said today just like any other day we are blessed with a guest mr peterson how you doing doing well how you doing i am good i am good man so first of all let me say thank you for being on uh because you could be anywhere doing anything and uh, you took our time to be here with me and my guests. So we definitely appreciate it. I want you to know that up front. So that being said, one thing that I know about you is you are a brand new, fresh girl dad. Like brand new, new. So <laughs> do me a favor, man. Just now that you are a girl dad, tell me what does it mean for you to be a girl dad? And what is something that your daughter has taught you or showed you?
1: Uh that's a great question um first of all thank you for having me on here uh I think what it means to be a girl that is it's a loaded question but I think you should you know it, it means like patience you know it, it it means happiness it means kindness it means a lot to a lot of people but right now as I'm learning on month two right now <laughs> it it is it, it, just it's love right now that's what it means to me it means love and uh my daughter has taught me my daughter has taught me so much i'm trying not to cry right now but uh hey,
0: it's, it's all good it's all good that's it's that's it. what fatherhood is about hey, hey i'll put it this way my my baby my baby not a baby no more she finna be 20 yeah. uh in a couple days and so um Right now you got tears of happiness. <laughs> <laughs> One day <laughs> you going to have tears of frustration.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. oh yeah. You know what.
0: So look, it's all good, brother.
1: <laughs> look, I've been crying every day. At least once a day I've been crying every time I look at her because uh she she taught me on um, patience and she filled um avoiding me that I had, that I didn't know I had. Mm. You know, and uh it's a blessing because my, me and my wife were able to give my daughter a life that neither of us ever had, too. So um, I just think that she impacted me in a way of being a fighter because she spent 25 days in the NICU, which is the neonatal intensive care unit. Um, mm-hmm. And being born as a preemie, seeing my daughter do that was like, I'm like, all right, if my daughter can make it do that, I have to go over and beyond for her. So, uh, yeah, that's my daughter though. That's my baby.
0: That's, that's <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Oh man. So uh <laughs> now we're gonna really get into it, man. And and we probably even gonna hit on that a little bit more. Um, but do me a favor, introduce yourself, uh to my listeners, let them know who you are and what it is that you do.
1: Yes, yeah, sir. My name is Duran Peterson. I am an artist. My artist name is Huey G. I'm also an entrepreneur and a marathon runner. Okay, well, I'm a runner in general. Uh yeah so uh I, what i basically do i make music i uh i'm promoting health and and uh, mental health and physical health throughout throughout you know the almost two of my brands right now so um yeah i think my favorite thing is making music and running and they, they kind of go hand to hand because i don't know who want to run the heavy breathing all day but, <laughs> but that,
0: that was, uh... That was one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on because I wanted us to talk about uh, the running because I know me and you connected and um, I wanted to get more into running and and be able to run a marathon one day. Uh, I'm not there, (laughs) but I'm I'm working on it. And and hopefully uh, one day soon, I'll be able to get out there and get at that point. So let's let's go back a little bit. you know, I know you're an artist now. I know you're, uh, you know, you're you're running now and entrepreneur and everything. But there was a time before you got into running, you know, and um, maybe you were going through some things that got you to this point, you know. So tell me a little bit about, you know, your backstory. Tell me a little bit about, you know, and even you you mentioned about your your daughter with you and your wife being able to give your daughter a life that you guys didn't have. You know what I mean? So, tell us a little bit about your backstory and how it brought you to this place that you are now.
1: Yeah, I, I, I love to. Uh, basically, I grew up with my grandparent, my grandparents, uh, my paternal grandparents. So, uh, you know, growing up in that, I grew up in a nuclear household, but technically, I didn't grow up with my father and my mother, even though they were still active in my life. But uh, my day to day, I was, I, you know, I grew up since I was like what six months. I was living in Harvey my whole life, you know, so I'm a, you know, growing up in Harvey is a different environment. If you know about the neighborhood, you know about the neighborhood, um, but not having, not having your parents there, like together, you know, it, that's, it could be difficult for some children, you know, you go to school, you know, like, oh, my dad picking me up, my mom picking me up, even though they did pick me up from time to time, it was like. All right, we need your parents to sign your permission slip. I remember one time I was in kindergarten, no, I think first grade, and I was like, hey, is it okay for my grandparents to sign my permission slip? <laughs> and just that thought process as a kid was weird to me. But now that I'm older, my dad told me something. He uh he said, he said, son, you and you and your wife, y'all, y'all are giving your daughter a life that you guys didn't have. And I and I, we realized that like coming out of the, you know the NICU, I'm like we really together and we really have parents. And my wife obviously she didn't grow up you know with her parents together. You know she grew up with her mom, but um you know that you know having having that family dynamic was important. So giving that to my daughter is important. So growing up, um, I grew up with my um, my grandparents for sixteen years, and year 16 I think it was four days before my birthday my grandmother passed my um my my dad's mother she passed away four days before my birthday and to show you how uh she old, she was real old school too she you know southern she she's southern to the bone um she she threw me a birthday party at the Harvey Community Center so she went back and she said she told my mom she said hey Make sure that boy still had that party. That's how she talk. <laughs> she, <laughs> make sure that boy still had that party. Imagine I'm I'm 16, about to be 17. I don't want to have no birthday party. My, you know, my. She never caught Made me call her mom. Nothing. That was my granny. But my maternal figure that was in my house passed away. So obviously, that created some frustration for me as a child. You know, I. Losing losing somebody that was so impactful in your life, especially within your household, so the dynamics of your household change as well. Mm-hmm. So now you're just in a single parent household, you know, not due to the the traditional things of people separating, people, you know, going. Nobody nobody got killed or anything. So, like for a good person to pass away from a sickness, which was cancer it didn't seem fair to me as a kid, you know? So obviously as a teenager, teenagers got a a gang of emotions, which I know you probably already know. (laughs) You got a gang of emotions. (laughs) And that creates anxiousness, you know? Um, It creates anxiousness. And uh, I think the following year, my cousin passed away from a car accident Um, and he he was 24 years old and he he passed away in Carson and he was a straight he was straight as didn't smoke didn't drink and he passed away I think the following year and uh and that was like he was like a brother you know how you got those cousins it's like brothers. Mm-hmm. and after he passed away so obviously it was more happening you know at that time and I started to lose people back to back over the years and it was a certain time where I didn't expect myself to even survive past 24, you know. I'm like, man. So I just tried to do everything I possibly can. Uh but anxiety took over my life um when I when I was way older. You know, sometimes with anxiety, it um it allows you to keep pushing. Mm-hmm. Then as you um I'm sorry, it's, it's, it's kind of difficult to talk about. that no, no, I'm breaking it down, but it allows you to keep pushing. And as you keep pushing, your life can be normal. But it, it can be a moment where you go through it and you're like, oh, I'm having an anxiety attack. I'm having a panic attack. What's going on? And it happens so fast and out of nowhere. And then you feel like you're over it. But then your body starts for react. Like... Um, Granted, even though I started therapy in December, um, my body is reacting to anxiety I had a year ago, you know, stress that I had a year ago. Like, um, I don't know if you could tell, I didn't make a mistake in the, uh, in the, you know, while I was lining myself up and nothing. but right here, this is like, like, a, like, um, part of my mustache stopped growing recently because of stress. So my body came, came back and like, later on, like, hey, know it's going through it so we're like whatever you go through like stress and and like anxiousness um even dealt with depression at that time whatever you go through your body is going to feel it as well and then you know yeah yeah so it's it's anxiety was a a thing that came about through grief as well so
0: so i want to talk a little bit about that um just with the with the grief real real quick because one of the things that you said um was you know about your losing your grandmother, which is uh, a good person that you know passing away. And you know, one of the things I talk about um sometimes is, you know, we we ask ourselves, why do bad things happen to good people?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and so the way that I address it is, bad things happen to good people to show good people that can make it through bad things. You know, and so the way I the reason why. I, that's how I identify with it because I think about my own life and, and growing up with, you know, my mom and dad, um, when we were younger, 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 our life was like real good. Oh, should I say when I was younger, of course my parents was younger, but I would say <laughs> when, at my youngest part, you know, I remember my dad working for the phone company. I remember us having our own house and cars and going on the, um, family trips cause we had a camper, you know, I remember all of that. You know, but then I remember when the situation happened and he lost his job and ended up losing everything. Mm -hmm. And then we end up having uh, at that time, it was my mom, my dad and myself and my eight siblings. So it's 12 of us. Mm -hmm. And we went from having our own house, own car, you know, own yard. We had a dog and the whole like American dream. And then we end up losing everything. And ended up staying in one bedroom in my grandmother's house. 12 people, one bedroom, you know. And so I think about that and I'm like, man, my dad was a a good guy. He's a veteran, you know what I mean? He worked, you know, he worked hard and and everything. And then my mom, of course, my mom was a minister and a pastor. And, you know, I'm like, why would this happen to to these two good people? You know what I mean? And living through that myself and then going through, you know, things as an adult. even going through things coming up until my adulthood. And now we're having the platform that I have and being able to talk to people. The way I look at it is, yeah, bad things happen to good people so that good people can let uh, other good people know that they can make it through bad things. Because now I'm able to say, hey, yeah, it, it wasn't right. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know why it happened. We don't know what the backstory was that we had to go through what we had to go through. But because you're a good person, don't neglect the fact that you have to live life. You know what I mean? And don't neglect the fact that good is going to happen and bad is going to happen. But you can make it through it. And so that's the way I, I kind of explain it from my perspective, because my mom and dad were good people. you know, And I definitely applaud my dad because there are so many guys who have walked away from their families in hard times. You know, and for my dad not only to, to stay during the hardest times, but to stay all the way up until now, you know, and even now my mom has, has passed away, Um, but my dad's still here and he's still holding us down. He's still, you know, active in all of our lives. If any of us have something going on or whatever, we can call him and be like, hey, dad, I need this or I'm going through this, you know, and so just looking and reflecting on that is like, yeah. You know, bad things do happen to good people, but we can make it. We can make it through it. You know, and so that—that's kind of the way I—I I, I look at that. You know, and again, even mentioning with uh, my mom passing away, you know, and I went through my whole um, bout with depression and, and suicidal uh, ideations at that time and, and things like that. So, you know, what what would you say? You know, dealing with um, the loss of your your grandmother. And then the loss of, you know, your friends and people that you lost back to back, as you said, what were some of the things that kind of helped you get through that grief, uh, you know, during that time? And even now, because grief is a never ending, <laughs> it's a never even ending cycle. You know, like I said, my at this time, my mom probably has been gone probably 10 years or more, you yeah. know, and depending on the day and the time, it feels like it's 10 years ago. Okay? <laughs> Sometimes I feel like it was 10 minutes ago, you know what I mean? So it just, you know, the, 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 the grief cycle never ends, you know, but what would be some of the things that, you know, maybe have helped you just to maintain and to continue to function through that grief Will you know, even up to this point.
1: All right. So now my, so I can answer this in two ways. So pre-fatherhood, okay, let's do pre-fatherhood because fatherhood is an easy answer.
0: <laughs> Easy and complex at the same time. Right. right. <laughs>
1: so, uh, uh, prefatherhood. Um, I dealt with it um by sometimes going back to places that me and my grandmother frequently visited, you know. So uh and then playing the same music that my grandmother and I would listen to on the way there so I have like so if if you make if you really want me to cry right if you like oh he get on my nerves I'm gonna make him cry play Luther Van Jones dance dance my father again okay mm-hmm. so that was her favorite song because she was thinking about her father and we would talk we have our conversations so I my manager I didn't I never met him but just for us to have those conversations mm-hmm. okay I knew how much it meant to her so it meant a lot to me um and then also i started to create music and express um my emotions through music um that that started a long time ago but that started because um it was one day she was in she was on hospice and i came back home and i made a song in, the, in my room and, grand, and my grandfather's in the other room obviously i'm being loud you know um my grandmother even told me she's like you better stop all that rapping like you know prior to her being sick because mm-hmm. I was obviously in there doing things I wasn't supposed to do I was out here saying words I wasn't supposed to say you know? <laughs> <laughs> I almost, right. I
0: right.
1: almost caught a couple lefts and rights behind what I was saying but uh being able to voice my opinion and voice like I always wanted to be that I always wanted to be the the artist that I needed as a kid you know, I couldn't relate to people driving Benz's and wearing Gucci all day. That wasn't my reality. I couldn't relate to people shooting people in the streets. It's not my reality. So music, and then I picked up running recently a couple years back. Um, picked up running. I picked up running um, because uh, I I think it was, it I think it has something to do with COVID. Like, I was just like, I was out there and I was like, you know what, let me just go out here. Cause you know, I'm out here moving around anyway. I was traveling state to state, working. So I started to run. So um, I would listen to music and just move. Cause I was like, I needed another space. Uh, and running became a big focal point in my life because I've experienced peace. Because first of all, when you're running, you have no time to talk. You have no time to think about. Um, you have time to think, obviously. Yeah. You, know, yeah. it's not, you have no time to stress because your body is releasing that stress as you run. You hear what I'm saying? Now, granted, uh, no runner will ever tell you, oh, I'm just going out for a job. So most of my time I was jogging for real. But, <laughs> but running full pace, you're definitely not stressing about anything. But running was a big thing for me, and it played a big part of my life and my first running event ever was running this marathon and I remember I just I remember sitting at that line and and just like I'm like man I sometimes I would forget that certain people passed away I was like man my I want to call Granny and tell her I'm on the starting line right now I'm about to do something big Mm -hmm. and it was like it was a big moment so running helped me like get through things but then once i overcome things i feel like i feel so good that it comes to a point where i forget but uh to follow up the last last part i was saying uh post fatherhood like as i'm in fatherhood now my daughter my daughter i can look at my daughter i can have a hard day i can be stressed out i just look at my daughter and she'll she'll make a face she'll look at me she'll smile um, and a lot of my family members say she looked like me. So, uh, is she crying right now? <laughs> a lot of my family members say she looked like me, but I recently took her to my aunt, my uh, my grandmother's, my grandmother passed away. Um, um, oh, I, both of my grandmothers passed away, but my dad's mother, I took her to her sister's house, my, my grandmother's sister's house and she 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 looked at her and she said you know what you look just like my sister and it created a peace in me even though like it, it just created such a peace in, in my heart where it, it relaxed me and certain things i just talked to my daughter about i'm like hey and you know she she's looking at me crazy she don't know <laughs> <she laughs> She has this little face on uh, on the ladder note, she has this little face she makes right when like it, it doesn't matter it can just happen out of she'll be like this she'd be like this so it was one i uh, think two nights ago i was feeding her <laughs> and i put the wrong nipple on the bottom in the in it was like a slow flow nipple so like i'm feeding her and it's taking forever right so i decided this is prior for me poking a hole in the bottom it's taking forever so i don't know if you guys know about babies but like babies they just throw their hands up right for no reason so my daughter has this face <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> she has this face so take it forever and She's she <sighs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm sorry what
0: you doing man right. what you
1: doing? come on now Is she hey! I'm like. So it 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 that, those moments, it really brings peace to me you know, in those anxious times. But, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: I'm glad I'm glad to hear that, man. Um I, I know one of the one of the things, you know, you talk a lot about, you know, we've talked here about, you know, your daughter and things, but I know one of the other things that you're you're big on health, you know, and and I and I definitely know running it it plays a part of that, you know, um what your your physical health, but also your mental health and you know you mentioned also about you know going to therapy so how how important has uh therapy been for you you know and how important do you think a part that it plays not only in you know for your own mental you know but i know that you know you are an advocate as well as myself for it you know what i mean and, and especially in these circles uh young black men um and just in the black community as a general that i i've definitely talked about it because i want us to know that is an option you know we don't have to suffer in silence with some of the things that we deal with and then you know uh my background and, and also some of yours growing up in the church a lot of times we're taught we're taught to pray everything away and it's like well the bible even says faith without works you know so when you get done praying you got to put some work in which means you, you got to get the help that you need you know, first natural, then spiritual. You know, take care of your natural man, and your spiritual man won't have it so hard. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know, just tell, tell me a little bit about that journey, as far as you know, dealing with your your own mental health challenges and and going to therapy, and, and you know how how that benefited you? Uh,
1: just to start off, right? Um, I, I was just want to touch on what you just said. You said. You know we talk to pray on it when when sister mabel throw her back out she's gonna pray on it right but she also is gonna hop over to the hospital right <laughs> so yeah. she should anyway <laughs> right she should, she should. you know i know you know some will throw the ice pack on there but look the um before i get into my you know my therapy session i just want to let everybody know that a lot of jobs and this is how i got free therapy free therapy a lot of jobs have a thing called an EAP program, which is an employee's assistance program. And they provide, some companies provide five, some companies provide 10 sessions, uh, 10 free sessions or five free sessions per um, diagnosis. You know, so like they have five to 10 for anxiety, five to 10 for depression, five to 10 for, you know, a multitude of things. So please, whatever job that you work at, go, usually you talk to your HR or it's on your company uh employee website or whatever go and find that EAP program or ask your HR about hey do, do we have the EAP program and if so I would like to check it out they also provide financial help meaning they help you with budgeting then they they also provide uh you know other health things like my my job has a thing called Omada so it's like where it's kind of like a accountability thing where you have a team and you know have a coach that you know text you and it's like a little app and everything so um they, they send you a free scale or uh if you have like high blood pressure or something they send you a pump um and it's a lot of things that your job provides but they just don't advertise it as much within your job so just to start off with that check out the eap program employee assistance program most jobs have um so that's how i got into therapy um i started off and i and i'm gonna say this and i'm I love that lady. Um, I forgot her name though. But uh I started off with uh, a black therapist, a black woman therapist as well, right? But this was at a time where I was at a different company and I didn't do the EAP correctly, right? <laughs> so I had to pay, I had to pay $125 per session if she wanted to do that, you know, four times out the month. And at the pay rate I was getting at that time, I wasn't no, nah, I'm not forking out a buck twenty-five every session so (laughs) when i transitioned to this new company that i'm with um i finally did the process right but i wasn't very particular about the therapist i'm like i just give me somebody i need to talk to somebody because my my wife i made an agreement with my wife that i will go and talk to somebody because i told her i'm not talking to my family i'm not talking to friends. i'm not talking to family because we all know sometimes and this is not all family members but you know we all know family will you could tell your family member something and they'll turn around and be mm, like it'll Look. come back up <laughs> it, 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 it telephone so you'll be i'll be like man you know i just i just tripped i scraped my knee in the street you know it, it'll go from you and by the time it get back to me it's like oh yeah i heard you had flipped the whole truck over in the street <laughs> you know so that's why that's why i sent. I, I went to therapy and i made a agreement with my wife so um i got into therapy shout out to my therapist uh man I love that dude He t- so he funny he talked like Matthew McConaughey for real in real life right mm-hmm. so the, he kind of got the he got that real chill vibe about him but me and him we we talked and therapy gave me tools It gave me tools on how to maneuver like I had issues with prominent members in my life like uh people in my life and I'm like how do I set boundaries and he taught me how, he gave me the tools on how to set things. Never said you need to go and do this. He was like, hey, I suggest that, you know, this is the process that, that I used before when we talk. And then we we break down the layers of emotions and, and um, mindset. So I, I have a lot of mindset change within therapy as well. And even um, like even with my therapist, we'll sometimes tap in with you know, we, we would look at certain videos, you know, he'll send me like, he'll call them learning uh, learning experiences or something like that. I, he gonna don't, he don't <laughs> kill me if I get it wrong. But no, but basically it's like little homework he sent me and I'll go through that and I'll check that out. I'm like, oh, that's a different way to look at, it. you know, that's a different way to, you know, do this and do that. And even when I had my daughter, my last therapy session, I was in the hospital with my, with my wife and my daughter. You know so me and him we discussed like oh how do you feel about this big life change and it's not the traditional i'm on the couch talking to him Mm -hmm. doing it just like this and i'm talking to him he's he's a he's somebody that i don't have to worry about all right i'm telling you this and i'm worried about you saying something so i'm not i mean i'm not filtering anything but and it was a lot of things that I was, I had mistakes with, I dealt with wrong, and it's a lot of things that I learned how to, I learned how to set boundaries, I learned how to take my time, I learned how to do a lot. Therapy has helped me, I'm a, I'm a different person with therapy now, and um, I feel like that, I needed to go to therapy and also read proverbs, right, and uh, so I can be a great father, because I didn't want to pass down no generational trauma um to my daughter and my wife agreed to go to therapy as well so that I think that's the biggest thing about therapy because I want to be a great parent and I want to be great for myself so if I'm good for myself I'd be good for my wife and I'd be good for my daughter so you know I can follow God you know and then I'm following then then I'm taking care of myself and taking care of my wife and taking care of my daughter now
0: I think I think what you just said is, is, is so awesome. And I want to applaud you guys, you know, not only for having the conversation, first of all, between you and your wife, um, but not just agreeing that you would go, but even that she would go, you know what I mean? Even, you know what I mean? So we, both of you guys having the, the strength to say, you know what, we want to be better parents. We want to be better for each other. You know what I'm saying? I didn't just want to be better individually that you both will make the decision that, you know what, we're going to do this. You know, we're both going to go. We're both going to do what's necessary, you know, to overcome our past traumas so we're not bringing it into our marriage, number yeah. one, and then we're not passing it on to our to our child, you know what I'm saying? And I think that plays such an uh, uh, awesome part, you know, in your life and, and in your marriage, definitely, Um, not, and, and even marriage counseling, you know what I mean? And, and a lot of people think about, and and this, here's my advice for anybody when you're talking about therapy or any kind of counseling, you know what I'm saying? Don't wait till you need it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't wait till you need it. Go before you need it, so you never will need it. And right. if you need it, you already have it. You know what right. I mean? And so I, I really want to applaud you guys for for taking out the time and even coming together to do that as a family. I, I think that's amazing, um, and I think that is is going to show itself in your marriage it's going to show itself in your in your parenting is going to show itself in you guys individually and then some of those boundaries that you had to set with even some of your family members you guys would then become the example you know what yeah. i mean and so I, i'm i'm so totally proud of you guys uh for for making that decision and, yeah. and for following through with it man and i'm i'm gonna be excited to watch watch you guys grow you know yeah. what i'm mean? saying so uh, uh before we get out of here before we get out of here let's talk a little bit about the music right yes. uh and, and your musical persona uh, music. because I know you you talked about you know being an advocate for for mental health and even how you know you put some of that uh, into your music so tell us a little bit about your uh alter ego <laughs> and um <laughs> and a little bit about your music
1: oh uh, yeah um so I you know I go by the uh, on the artist side I go by the name G. so Uh, Where I got the name Huey from. uh, If you guys know anything about Black Panther, the Black Panthers, not the movie, Mm -hmm. but the actual movement, Uh, I grew up um, and I I seen them. I seen them and I'm like, man, Huey P. Newton and Fred Hampton. And, you know, like seeing all those individuals and how they came together and unified and created change within the community, I like that. So I I adapted the name. And uh, it really. It really divided because me and my cousin and, and um, we was rapping at first and they was like Starsky and Hutch and then I was Huggy but you know so I just switched to Huggy to Huey. And I, I really didn't care for the name as much because it was like, come on, what is that? But I like Huey because it was like it, it it stood for something in my heart. And then the G, um I'm gonna forever say this. Uh the G star <laughs> the G stands for my grandfather's name. We're gonna call him Jorge, because you know, like there's a real name out there. <laughs> you can put the pieces together.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. So like basically that—that's how the name came about it was from uh, Huey P. Newton and from my grandfather. Cause those two men, um, I admire and I, I admire their struggle, even though uh, Huey P. Newton had his struggles and things of that nature. But just having the um, pride within taking care of his community and taking care of himself. So that's my that's my uh, you know I strive to be vulnerable with my music. Um so i you know i started making music because like i like i said before i didn't relate to anybody i didn't relate to gucci growing up gucci man i didn't relate to 50 cent even though i love the album you know i didn't relate to even people that was like that was even like super conscious like you know i didn't relate to them fully you know because that that wasn't my experience so i've searched scoured the internet this is in the time of limewire where you burning cds and you finding your favorite artists i was finding found out about Soulja boy before he blew up on SoundClick and all that so it was like with the music i wanted to create that so i started to make music and the vulnerability i have in my music um it's 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 real you know uh, it's it's nothing fabricated it's nothing um that like honestly if you if, if i was to play my music and you'll be like okay you're not lying about this like like i you know i'm not you're like, oh yeah when when did you have 75 bricks in the in the toyota like <laughs> i'm not <laughs> talking about none of that like right. but um i talk about mental health in a lot of my music too, though now i do uh i still i got a lot in the vote that that's really impactful um I, I i like to i like to use my platform i use music as marketing i don't use it. people think like oh, i gonna drop this song i'm gonna make a million dollars nah this is marketing like i know this is going to be an automatic loss because you're paying for studio time or you buying your equipment or whatever the case it's an automatic loss when you send it when you release music because you still got to pay for promotion you still got to advertise it. so you're not really making money from the music you're making money from what comes from it like it gives you leverage um and also I want to help people out there. You know, it might be a little kid that's growing up in a situation like me. Um, it's a, that's a dream. So I never, I always did the. Um, well, me and you like to call the uh, white people stuff. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, I like, you know, I always did that. So when I create this music, you know, I, I do that. And I think the craziest experience I had with it was, I did a show. Uh, Rest in peace to my homegirl Capri. I love her so much she taught me the business of music uh she uh she had this show called booze and beats and i did a show down at the underground it was a place called the underground wonder bar which is down the street from the rock and roll mcdonald's on clark right so i did that so you see all these you see black people you see hispanics you see white people And i'm down there singing that song uh, and she came down Said so she was like i was wondering who's down there screaming to the top of the lungs and all that and like magic i didn't know how to perform at the time nothing so I'm just like, all I know, my point of reference is my brother that does rock music. And like he, he, I seen him screaming. I'm like, okay, this what, this is what you do. So <laughs> I'm on the mic just rocking it. And it's a video on my YouTube. Um, and it's just people just jumping and singing a song that they heard for the first time. And it was, it gave me chills to this day, you know, and it was a it was a beautiful experience. And to be able to touch people musically is like it, it it, you know, it helps me, you know, because I'm like, okay, at least one song has changed, at least one song has changed somebody. Mm -hmm.
0: So,
1: um, yeah, music, music has been has been a focal point of my life for a while as well. Um, But I just want to bring it all the way back to Harvey. Harvey has made me the man I am. You know, obviously it's my family, but the city has made me the man I am. Um, I just want to um, shout out this one publication called *Harvey World Herald*, uh, made by uh, this lady, young, uh, young lady named Amethyst Davis, and she she tells the stories of the city that's like the unsung here, Like people know Harvey for crime and crooked politicians, but she tells the story of the of those students that that are doing big things. Those those people that people don't know that certain kids from Harvey got like the Bill Gates scholarship. You know, and like even with me, I'm I'm the first just to just to you know touch back on it. I'm the first um, graduating class of this program called Navistar that was put in a district 205, which is a um, which is a diesel mechanics class that started in uh, 2010. And you know, I and I was a a recipient for a a $5,000 scholarship, an academic scholarship from Navistar. You know, so those things that that are that's spoken about. That, that those things go like, you know, they go on sun for a lot of people. So, um, you know, just using this platform for marketing so I can provide this opportunity, you know, provide more opportunity for people in the city, you know. Because I really, my main goal, I'm um, end it right here, but my main goal is uh, I wanna create a EAP-esque program within, for the, for the citizens of Harvey, and um, I wanna be able to provide, which is outland, uh, outlandish idea, but if it's if it's not big, you know, is it really good, <laughs> you know? Right, right. Even though I know we have like 25, 27,000 people, I wanna create a program, probably with government fund, with most likely government funding, where we need five free sessions for each Harvey resident. So that's that's one of my things, like I really- Free, want
0: free uh, therapy sessions?
1: Free therapy sessions, because some okay. people in the city not heard. And right right right. got a lot of talent in there and it's like some people the city are sitting and I heard, so I really want to create that program so if anybody's listening anybody watching um any government officials any any grant writers anything please contact me um because I I really want to provide that for, for the city and I feel like that's something that we can do we can give we can give you know you know link you know out you know or EBT if we can give that out, if we can give other assistance to other programs, why can't we give free therapy for the people of my city? You know, Right,
0: right. And just so for, for those who don't know, because I know you keep saying Harvey, but we are talking about Harvey, Illinois, which, I, is, right. which, is, which is a, which is a, a um, suburb of the city of Chicago, sure. uh, south of Chicago. And so uh that's what we talking about, Harvey, Harvey, Illinois. So for for those who don't know, just for the listeners. Uh-huh. I know we know. You uh-huh. know? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. no, 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 problem, no problem. So man, Thorand, uh, I thank you so much for being on, man. I I, I definitely enjoyed this conversation and definitely look forward to uh have you on the girl dad discussions podcast which is our new podcast make sure you guys go check that out because by the time this come out that will be out yes. you know what i mean so uh girl dad discussions podcast make sure you guys check that out but i definitely look forward to having you uh on there and we talk about you know fatherhood and, and being a girl dad
1: you and- gotta you gotta huh? be, you gotta meet my daughter too
0: Oh definitely, definitely. We we'll, we'll have our own too. You know, it'd be <laughs> like if you if you uh, if you heard uh Isn't She Lovely, you know, uh by oh, yeah. Stevie Wonder and had a little baby and, and that's his daughter. In yep. the song, you know what I mean? So we'll we'll put on on the podcast and it'll be, you know, in 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 history forever. Right. You know I right. know am saying? <laughs> definitely. So uh Duran, uh, I want you to have the last word. Uh I want you to have the last word. I want you to leave us with something um I want you to leave us with something uh, impactful, you know, inspirational, however you feel, you know, how do you feel uh, just to, to leave, uh, leave us and our, our listeners with something that we can take, you know, take with us. Um, just to help us get through whatever it is that we're we're going through. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, I'll give you a couple minutes to, to think about that. Uh, to my listeners, hey, I told you guys at the beginning of the podcast, I will tell you how you can win $100 from the podcast. And you can win $100 from the podcast by joining our super subscriber contest, which means you must Subscribe to our YouTube uh, channel, our Facebook page, and our podcast on Spotify. And after you've done those three things, text the word WIN, W-I-N, to the number eight six six two 326 730 no, That's the number 866 730 which is our uh text line and you can qualify to win a hundred dollars so the contest is ongoing which means it never stops and it's random so at any and any time i can pull a name and you win a hundred dollars uh from the podcast also guys make sure you're uh checking out our um make sure you guys are checking out our websites, uh, our company website is up, which is dealhealfulfilled.org. If you go there, you will be able to see everything that we have going on as a company, uh, which is uh, myself as a speaker, as an author, uh, as a podcaster, you'll know, you will be able to find everything that you know we do there uh, at, on that website. Also, check out eBooks by E. James uh, website, which is the website where I host all of my eBooks. Um, and at the time when this come out, I, I'm working on, I have three eBooks that's up now. I also working on a new book called start your podcast now. Um, so if you are interested in, you know, you love listening to podcasts and say, you know what? I think that's something I can do. Go to eBooks by ejames.com and pick up that ebook, uh, is start your podcast now in three steps. You know what I mean? Three easy steps to get you started right away. Um, so you guys can check that out. Um, so like i said man I, I i definitely appreciate you being on definitely appreciate your story looking forward to watching you grow um as a husband and as a father um and and i just think it's going to be an amazing journey and i am be glad that i'll be able to have some part of it you know what i mean <laughs> to say i was around you know what i mean so um do me a favor uh leave us with a uh a word of uh expression have you feel to express definitely make sure you give us your um social media handles and where we can find you and your work and so the floor is
1: yours all right thank you uh first of all I would just like to thank you for having me on um so uh I would like to let everyone know to to accept who you are be yourself nobody else can be you but you because everybody else is taken right mm-hmm. uh, I believe that's a, a quote from Maya Angelou if I'm not mistaken but be yourself because everybody else is taken. um that's what I live by I don't I'm not ashamed of who I am you know I'm a father uh I'm not ashamed to say that I cry every day seeing my daughter not tears of sadness but tears of joy um and I would also like to uh, let everyone know to please if you feel like you're having a hard time um mentally or physically you know go to therapy. you know because people don't realize that sometimes gluttony could be a you know an issue as well and that's what i you know i follow as well so um yeah just go to therapy be vulnerable be yourself be courageous take a risk because you don't know who's watching you uh and you know that's that's pretty much it uh to leave you guys with my my social media handles um uh, on, my, on YouTube is uh, at Huey G, HueeG H U E E G. You know H U E E G. My Instagram is hue G H U E E G, and Facebook is Huey G, uh H U E E G. But yeah, um, I like to just thank you again. Um, please, please cop them ebooks because the four core is hard. I love the four core, so I please that if y'all don't, if y'all want to know where to start, start with the four core. is my favorite. I'm just being biased, okay. Start with the four core. So yeah,
0: thank you. Definitely, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. For those who don't know, uh, the core four is the core four values that every daughter should receive from her father, and that is uh, available at uh, eBooksByEJames.com. And also, going back to the girl dad discussions, there is a segment of the girl dead discussions podcast that we talk about the four core values so make sure you guys go when you finish watching this especially if you're if you're watching this on youtube just click right over uh in the same on the same page click right over to the playlist the podcast playlist for girl dead discussions and you'll be able to watch that too for those who haven't subscribed to the podcast on youtube and you can listen and watch both podcasts at the same time and for those of you guys who are listening when you get done listening to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast, switch over, find us, uh, Girl Dead Discussions podcast, and, and listen there. So, again, thank you, uh, Theran, so much for being on. Uh, to my listeners, thank you guys um, for hanging out with us because our mission is to help you guys to deal, to heal, and to fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. So, until next week, you guys be blessed. Hey guys, I know you're enjoying the podcast. However, don't forget to join our text line at 866-326-0730. That's 866-326-0730 in order to receive text messages with new events and things that is going on and new episodes as they release. All right, see you in a minute. Thanks for listening to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. Remember to listen, like, subscribe, and share. This episode has been brought to you by Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear an inspirational tea and be inspired all day. Let's go to Deal to dealtohealteas.myshopify.com. Remember, our mission is to help you to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for listening.